What's good, guys? This is Please Confirm, the podcast where we break down all things questionable that you don't have time to Google. My name's Mel. My name is Kat. And Brittany, if you're listening, please confirm. This is our first episode ever. We're giving you guys a huge drop of information. But first, Mel and I wanted to introduce ourselves and explain where we're coming from and why we've chose to voice our opinions that no one probably cares about. Mel, would you like to introduce yourself? Wow. How do I follow after that? Um Thanks, Kat. Hi, guys. Welcome to the pod. This is our first episode. We're so stoked. Such a good one. We're talking all things Britney Spears and the hashtag free Britney movement. We figured if the two of us like learning about this kind of stuff and researching it, there has to be some other cool people in this world who think similar to us and want to learn more. So this this is a platform that we've created for you, everyone, and we just want to create a little community and just talk about cults and things that are just socially taboo and just fun to talk about. All right, let me take you back to the year 2007. You were probably wearing the lowest rise jeans you could purchase, an Abercrombie branded tee that probably cost $60, and straightening the shit out of your hair. Do you remember the good old times, Mel? I I remember vividly. I had an Abercrombie sweatsuit. <laughs> it was I had gray sweatpants, and then I had a, it said Abercrombie in green down the leg, and then I had a of green course. like um what are they called polo shirts, and I literally oh, wore that outfit in middle school so many like once a week. It was so cringe, but it was so expensive. I had to get my use out of it. I feel like that was the knockoff version of a juicy uh, velour sweatshirt. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) So during this year, our beloved pop icon superstar Britney Spears had just shaved her entire head, which little did we know at the time was the biggest pop star, quote, meltdown in modern history. I remember where I was the day that TMZ story broke about Britney. And I, too, was sporting the lowest-waisted jeans I could find in my closet. And I also had a purple streak in my hair um, and was probably shopping on the Juicy website trying to find my future velour tracksuit that my mom would never buy me. Viva la Juicy. Viva la Juicy. Wait, where were you when this? When you remember this story breaking? You have to know. I was definitely downstairs eating my afternoon snack after school. <laughs> I think it's funny nowadays, like, shaving your head is seen as a really badass like femme move but back then Britney was seen as like a drug-induced psycho um but still the times have definitely changed since then yeah I feel like I'm sure you'll get into this but like mental health was like not spoken about ever and so this was just her going through her journey of figuring out her mental health in her life and I feel like it all just kind of blew up into this negative I mean it was a negative time in her life I assume but it's just different yeah Yeah, so let's start out with a little background on Britney Spears for those Generation Z people that may be listening who don't know the beloved Britney. Oh, my God. Um, And weren't even born in 2007. (laughs) So uh, Britney Spears 
debuted on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse along with like Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, all of those famous people. Um, And she rose to fame in her teens and into her 20s. She married this guy named Kevin Federline in 2014, and together they had two kids. Who is that? Uh, Kevin Federline? I don't even know. Is he famous? So let me tell you this. From all the research I've conducted, it seems like it was a disastrous marriage with two small children caught in the middle. Federline was, was slash is a rapper. Oh, His name is (laughs) K-Fed. Like, I don't know why I kept doing this, but it sounded like FedEx, but just K-Fed. I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) um, I tried to look up some music. I couldn't get past the 10 second mark. So that's where we're at with that. A lot of speculation about Britney's well-being and mental health was gracing the covers of TNZ and other tabloids. And remember, too, this was 2007. You didn't tell people you had a mental illness. Having yeah. anxiety and depression wasn't a personality trait back then. So you can assume the media, as they do, took on Britney as their new expose. During the divorce between Federline and Brittany, Federline also applied for full custody of their two children. Brittany was only 26 at the time and fought not to have her children taken away from her. That's so crazy. Like, I was such a huge Brittany stan. Like, she's such a pop icon. But I didn't realize how young she was when she first started out. Like, she was what? Like, 13, 14 when she started, like, becoming this huge star? And then having kids at 26, which is, like, pretty – like, fairly early – like in her age. So that's crazy that yeah, she was she dealing with two, all of this. She had two kids by the time she was 26. So she was, oh, wow. and they're two or three years apart, I believe. So wild. she was in her early, early 20s when she had these babies, which in 2007, times have changed. Yeah. That's, that's not unheard of, but given her background and like the continuation of the story, it does seem a little bit shocking. I find it so fascinating when people who are like at the peak of their fame, they they just are so famous. You don't know what else to do that they have a baby. Not that they have a baby just because, you know what I mean? Like Kylie Jenner, peak of her career, has a baby. Gigi, peak of her career, has a baby. Like it's just so crazy. Like when you're so big, like the next huge milestone you can achieve is like having a child, which is awesome. Um, So that's, that's just interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So with sense of checking in and out of rehab that caught up to Brittany and led her into this spiral, I kind of wanted to set the time frame without using too many numbers just to understand where the spiral evolved from. So a year prior, 2006, there was a lot of scandal involving Brittany and her children some weird, quote, mistakes, as Brittany calls them. She got caught driving with her son in her lap and not in a car seat. Also in 2006, Brittany was spotted stumbling out of a hotel with a drink in one hand and her eight-month-old son in the other. Talk about double fisting. Oh, my God. During this, <laughs> during this time, Brittany had a infamous interview with the now-canceled Matt Lauer, all oh, the good old days. When people got away with sexual assault. Can't say I miss it. (laughs) She blamed the media for fueling her mental breakdowns and catching her at the worst times. During the interview, Brittany seemed distressed as she was smacking gum, 
sobbing her eyes out and was donning the ever-beloved raccoon makeup look. Oof. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, it's the eyeliner completely around the eye. And I will have to say I submitted to that trend <laughs> quite some time. Yeah, I definitely succumbed to that in my middle school days. Yeah, longer than I want to admit. <laughs> so later in 2006, Brittany and K-Fed <laughs> file for divorce, shocker, and Brittany becomes ever more underneath the media microscope. She's photographed without any underwear on. This really tells you how uh, 2006 it is. Of course, I don't think paparazzi would even dare do that to this day. Yeah, definitely. And, and this was the time when the famous photograph came out of uh, Paris and Lindsay Lohan, the three of them in the car together. Oof, so I that time. just a side note, the friend group really is a conspiracy on its own. <laughs> Apparently Paris and Brittany hated Lindsay and the infamous photo of all three of them in Paris's car was because Lindsay followed them outside of this party and just hopped into their car. Oof. Yeah. So there's more to digest with that, but bringing the attention back to Brittany. Brittany vowed that 2007 was a new year for her and new music to come. And then two months in, she shaves her head, entire head bald, checks into a rehab multiple times. Don't worry, her hair was sold on eBay for $1 million. And oh she completed drug and alcohol rehab later in 2007 before performing again. I would like to know who has Britney's hair. I like, would how do you... love to know that and also would love to know if her hair was insured, like Regina George's was. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> These are the hard-hitting questions that keep me up at night. Go on. So this leads to Federline filing for full custody of their children and the downward spiral continues for Britney. Because of her, quote, behavior, she is drug tested twice a week, according to court documents. Keep in mind that Brittany was the only one who had to submit to drug tests. Federline didn't, but he was required to be sober around the children. Talk about a double standard. So does this mean that during their time being married, that Federline or Kevin or K, whatever we're calling him, K-Fed, let's go with K-Fed. <laughs> Love that. Does that mean that he was like being paparazzi and doing like quote unquote sketchy things or mistakes as well? Or was it really more just like on Britney, like Britney is the one doing that? So from my understanding, the court documents during the custody battle required both Britney and Federline to be sober and to be sober up to 24 hours prior to taking care of the children. But the double standard comes that Brittany was the only one who had to submit to a drug test, which makes no sense to me because even if the court didn't see Federline doing drugs or hear about him doing drugs in the tabloids, you would think that both parents would be submitted to drug tests. Yeah, 100%. And she was actually drug tested twice a week too. Not once a week, not once a month. Twice a week she was That's so um, insane. Submitted to drug tests. No wonder she was like having terrible mental health problems. That's just a lot. 
to exactly keep up with. Uh, justice for Brittany. Honestly, we love her. We stand. Yeah. So October first, two thousand seven. This was a big day. Spears was ordered that Monday to surrender custody of her children to her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. Superior Court Judge Scott M. Gordon ruled Federline will take custody of Sean Preston, who was two at the time, and Jaden James, who was one at the time, beginning Wednesday, October 3rd, until further order of the court. Literally two days after the hearing. Two days. Mm. Fast forward through some disputes, a hit and run, and driving without a license, Brittany is unhinged according to sources. And fresh into 2008, Brittany is rushed to the hospital for unknown reasons, and the next day, they put Brittany's father, James, as temporary conservatorship, which becomes permanent later on. The next day. What is conservatorship? Am I ignorant? I don't know what that means. So I didn't know what it means either. So I did a little bit of research. So a conservatorship is actually happening to between one and three million people in America and gives you a good idea of what guardianship looks like within the states. So it varies between states and basically whoever the guardian is, guardianship has a profound impact on the individual's autonomy. They can't marry, they can't obtain health care, or make routine purchases without their guardian's approval. Oh, gosh. And even in some individuals under guardianship, lose much more, including their homes, possessions, and access to family and friends. So did she request that her dad was her conservator or her guardian, or did the court order for him to be her guardian? Even though she's so freaking six years of age. Yeah. So from what I can understand, the court ruled that Brittany's father, James, would be a temporary conservatorship, but it later becomes permanent. And I will later detail it's been happening for the past 12 years. There was nothing that I could find research wise that says why James was put immediately as the guardian of her entire well-being yeah but I was thinking you and I are close to 26 if something were to happen like this and we were as famous as Brittany at the time I think the court would most likely automatically rule my father in as my conservatorship but I'm not necessarily sure if that works the same way okay Got it. That's just so, so crazy. Like, imagine having – I can't even imagine how much money she has at this point. Like, she's already hit the peak right. of her career. And then not being able to, like, make a normal, like, a routine purchase. Or, like, that's just – I don't know. That's just so wild. Okay. So, once established, guardianships are rarely terminated, which is controversial in itself. And it's good to note that people under guardianship may not have access to assets, medical records, lawyers, family, or even a telephone in some cases. That's so crazy. So basically her father is in control of everything. And in 2008, Brittany's net worth was $42.6 million. Wow. Wow. That's like disgusting. (laughs) That's so much money. Right. And so this was 2008 as well. So her overall net worth is reported to be around $200 million. 
And that's like not I, even including, I'm sure, because like those websites that always say like the net worth don't even include like the things that they're investing in. Like it's just like the outwardly, like the publicly facing like money that they bring in each year. So it's even more than that, which is pretty crazy. Right. So to me, that's a lot of mon- money. Family or not, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So this kind of brings up the story to 2020 now. Ooh, it gets juicy. <laughs> so basically, Brittany has had no legal control of her life for the past 12 years and her $59 million fortune, which brings us to 2020 now. Earlier this month, Brittany asked for her father to be removed as sole conservator, according to court documents. On August 19th, a judge extended the conservatorship to February 2021. What? How fishy is that? I'm so confused. Do we know any details about the relationship between her and her father? Are they on good terms? Or is he like out here trying to get some Britney money? That's that's the real question. So from what I understand, there's no documentation of an abusive relationship mentally or physically between her and her father. Okay. I just keep thinking about the lump sum of money. Yeah. And I think for anyone that can be a huge undertaking but also just having that much control over someone's assets so crazy can be easily manipulated yeah totally. and I just think it's a bit bizarre that almost immediately after Brittany asked for her father to be removed a judge extended the conservatorship until February of next year which I think is just questionable on its own because why wouldn't the court take into consideration why she was even asking for her father to be removed? Yeah, totally. So actually, just a few days ago, Brittany's younger sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, who was selected to be a trustee of her sister's multi-million dollar estate just two years ago, is now seeking more control after the extension of the conservatorship. Oh, wow. Brittany established this trust back in 2004 to protect her children's future. An amendment was created in 2018 that basically said upon Brittany's death, her sister Jamie Lynn would administer the family assets to Brittany's children. Jamie signed this document last week in LA. It's just crazy to me that this has been happening for, what, 12 years that she hasn't had access to her assets and that this story still continues and that she's still having to deal with this. I just... Right, so what I... What is crazy, too, is that the conservatorship and the trust are two separate dealings. So the conservatorship only has, I guess, I want to say jurisdiction over Brittany. It doesn't have jurisdiction over Brittany's trust who is in her children's names okay so it's interesting that Brittany felt the need two years ago to put her sister in charge of the trust and not her father who's a conservator totally so I don't know it's a lot of back and forth that um seems to be really questionable and seems to be it just seems that people need to take an interest and learn more exactly why we're here. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting because I, I'm pretty sure um, Jamie Lynn Spears put out 
I think it was either just a statement or on her Instagram that what's going on is no one else's business. And so it just like goes to show that there's so much like deep family rooted drama or trauma or history that goes into this. Um, and it, I just think this is so fascinating in a, and like right. not in a good way, but it's just really interesting. According to court filings last week, Jamie Lynn asked that all assets of the trust be moved to another firm with her being the sole custodian. Sketchy. This has to be, yeah, this has to be granted by a judge's approval. So this has not been updated from what I understand and from the research that I was doing. But it just plays into the fact that I believe that the trust bank holder current has something to do with Brittany not wanting her father to be in charge of the conservatorship. I also think it has something to do with Jamie being put on the trust name and being the sole custodian. And I also think it has to do with the overall theme of this being entirely sketchy, entirely complicated. Yeah. For someone who is 38 years old and who has still been performing up until three years ago, full time. Yeah, that's so crazy. It definitely speaks volumes that her, that they moved her trust to another firm. Like clearly something was going on or else they wouldn't have felt the need to move that trust over, you know? Right. So from what I understand, it hasn't been moved yet. It has to be approved by a judge. So I think that's coming on to the new updates. It's unfortunate, though, because this specific filing doesn't explain any role that it could play over the conservatorship between Brittany and her father, James. So basically, Brittany's attorney told the court that she is, quote, strongly opposed to having her father remain as the sole conservator of her entire well-being. So this just kind of goes back into her appointing her sister over the trust and also being outwardly opposed to her father remaining as her conservator. Uh, Family drama. I just, I feel her. It's too much. Like, honestly, there's nothing worse than freaking family drama. Like, they're there forever, which is just what makes it even more complicated, you know, (laughs) in the best way. But it's, it's definitely stressful. Yeah. So after the attorney told the court that she was, quote, strongly opposed, her father then requested that an attorney by the name of Andrew M. Wallet be a co-conservator. What? I just think the man with the last name Wallet should not have access to $60 million, if you ask me. Where does that name come from? I've never heard of anyone with the last name Wallet, and they can't be trusted, clearly. Was $60 million? Are you kidding me? No. So James then submitted more documentation to continue the conservatorship by checking a box that says, quote, substantially unable to manage his or her financial resources or to resist fraud or undue influence. So this documentation was submitted to the court after the court determined the conservatorship would be extended to February of 2021. James, her father, then submitted documentation to continue the conservatorship 
by checking a box that says, quote, substantially unable to manage his or her financial resources or to resist fraud or undue influence. My question is, why would his dad, or why would Britney Spears' dad, James, want to have this other attorney be the co-conservator when he's not family? I feel like you would only want to have another person, like obviously you want a lawyer, but you would want to have another person like under the, the Spears name to be part of that co-conservator. I just think it's kind of weird or random that a lawyer would be part of it, but like maybe I don't know the like logistics or the process and maybe that's normal, but that just sounds odd to me. Right. So I tried to do some digging on this Mr. Wallet and <laughs> No, I can't take him seriously with that name. Right. So I I couldn't really find anything on him. So Brittany canceled her domination residency in Las Vegas in January of this year, pre-COVID, which yeah. it would have been canceled anyways. And once again, checked herself into a mental health facility oh, wow. after that announced. That. Yeah, so I didn't either. And now with Brittany posting these dance videos of herself on her personal Instagram, it sparked more conversation about the conservatorship and how that affects her. Despite having no control over her assets or personal life, she's been working consistently for years and held a separate Las Vegas residency until December of 2017. Which just leads us to all these crazy spiraling tunnel I would first like to preface this by saying if you haven't gone to Britney Spears' Instagram and seen her dancing videos, don't pause us now. Keep listening. But once you're done listening to this podcast, go to her Instagram because I didn't even know that this was happening and I'm like the pop culture queen. And so I can't believe, I can't remember who was telling me about it, but they're like, you have to go see her videos. They're so, I don't want to use the word crazy, but they're just very interesting. And so I didn't understand. And then I started scrolling and I was like, what is happening? Who, what, Brittany, why are you doing this? They're just a little weird. And she's just like, dancing seductively and it's just it just doesn't add up it doesn't resonate and I just think that this that's how this whole thing came about like that's why we're talking about this is because she's kind of resurfaced with these interesting like dancing videos on her personal Instagram right so fans are now speculating that these videos are quote a Mm. call for help which I think may be a bit far-fetched because one, she is an entertainer. Yeah. This is what she loves to do. But also, after watching the videos, I can understand where the stress and the confusion yeah. is coming from. But it just makes me think, does her father have the right motive for her well-being? Brittany's 38 and has sought help for her mental illness multiple times and yet still doesn't have control over any aspect of her life or well-being. I understand her setting up the trust back in 2004 to protect her children's future assets, but for her not to have control over her entire well-being for the past 12 years while working full-time up until three years ago, a lot here is questionable, and it's understandable why fans and media accounts are drawing attention back to Britney now that these videos are yeah, resurfacing. totally. I uh, it just makes me want to cry. I'm just, I just is this why the whole movement is called hashtag Free Britney? Right. So hashtag Free Britney started because people believe that she was seeking help through through these videos and. 
I feel like we've seen a few of these things uh, throughout COVID and throughout quarantine that celebrities are on lockdown, celebrities are getting into this and that. Um, And I think it's really important that we just note that mental health awareness is insanely important and to never doubt someone's well-being. So I would really love to hear from Brittany's sister, Jamie Lynn, who obviously Brittany trusts, and Brittany herself, because it just starts to become more questionable as you look into the videos. I personally didn't watch the videos to their fullest because I wanted to remain a bit level-headed when doing this episode. But I will say, from someone who's just watching the videos and is just a concerned fan, it is a bit bizarre. Her body language, her eyes, her persona is just very bizarre and something that definitely I think should be looked into. interesting that you say that because I didn't know all of this was happening and so I saw the Instagram post and from her captions, she seems not like fully there or like in her right mind like the captions just don't really make any sense compared to what the video is about and at first I was like oh she seems really happy like she's just posting all these videos and then I started reading the captions and I was like wait something here like doesn't add up yeah so it's just it's not adding up which is why I felt it was really important for us to share this story and I also want to note as well we cannot forget about the corrupt system of conservatorship and legal guardianship that I described earlier, which I had no idea about. Yeah, I didn't even know that this existed. And I'm sure, like, obviously, in some cases, it's necessary. um, But in a case like this, I feel like, regardless of her mental health issues, like, she should have at least to some capacity or to some degree, like, access to, like, what's rightfully hers. Especially if she's been working recently, you know? Exactly. So um, I just think it's really important for us to shed light onto oppressive systems such as conservatorship. Um, And it's not an effort to only understand and possibly help people like Brittany, but to help others who are confined by the system. So with all that said, I think this is a really important message on mental health awareness and also the oppressive system of conservatorship and legal guardianship within the United States, right on our home country. Please do your research. And Brittany, if you're listening, please confirm. You can follow us on our Instagram at pleaseconfirmpod, where we give updates each week and let us know what you want to hear on future episodes. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast that's pretty much it from kat and i so peace in the streets guys